This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 7-inch. On this week's episode, we interview Mr. Lawrence. You may recognize him as the voice of Plankton on SpongeBob SquarePants, but did you know he also illustrated the food album cover? It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. We are very excited to welcome uh, someone who, yeah, you may know as the voice of Plankton on SpongeBob or Philbert on Rocco's Modern Life, but really most known for and what Dave and I really care about the most he is the artist behind the food album compilation cover art please welcome mr lawrence hello <laughs> how are you guys <laughs> i'm reading off cue cards i wrote it all down don't worry i've got all the answers <laughs> we are so excited to talk to you yeah this is great uh, thanks for having me you know uh i think it's it's safe to say dave and i are, are both big fans of your work and um, as I mentioned, the, the thing that we're biggest fans of is the food album cover art uh, that uh, we did for Weird Al. <laughs> the thing I'm most known for, yes. <laughs> how did that? How did strangely, that... though, strangely, if you go to any uh, record store uh, or I've, you know, any other place I've been, particularly in Canada, any place I've been in Canada, it's that album's there. I mean, every time, if there's still a record store that exists, they still have always a copy of that one probably because it's an uh you know a, a compilation album right uh you know it's easy to it's like a you know if you don't know who weird al is here you go here's 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 the best of you know a quick uh you know glance for you uh that one but so i'm glad that it's still out there because it's the only illustration i've ever really done it's the only it's the only album really cover for sure that i've ever done oh, wow but it definitely might be the only illustration i ever got actually paid for because i just never went into that side of things i was i was always in animation so this was just one of those things that i was in the right place at the right time that's amazing you know i yeah th there's a lot of um you know people it, it said that al was not a huge fan of of having to do the food album it was forced no. upon him but you know i personally right. growing up you know a, a kid of the 90s this was a great album, you know, before there were, were was iTunes or, you know, a way to get all of Al's music, you know, until I became True. a super fan and had every single album. This was a great way for me to hear um, a lot of songs as a kid. So I've always had a very special place in my heart uh, for the food album. Oh, that's great. Well, it was if I could if I go back a little bit, I could tell you in the 90s, it was about. 93 94 i think that's when i met al and we started kind of working together he was looking for guys for his saturday morning show he was trying to put together and jerry beck the animation historian who uh, i met while i was on ren and stimpy uh back back at spumco uh so it's all these things all combined uh jerry happened to see me saw my work that was separate from ren and stimpy he just happened to see things i was trying to kind of get together as pitches for shows, mm -hmm. you know, to sell uh, TV shows. And uh, he liked what he saw, and he happened to be friends with, with uh, Weird Al. And at the time, he, uh, you know, mentioned to him about me. And uh, so I went and met with him and his manager at the time and showed them all my stuff, you know, wherever I was working on at that time, which was lots of storyboards 
and presentations sell artwork, you know, to, sh- to, to, to sell the projects. And so uh, we hit it off, Al and I, and we, we kind of started hanging out. Uh, I guess it was, we'd get together once or twice a week and, and, and uh, go to uh, <laughs> barbecue Thai on, uh, <laughs> on, uh, on, yeah. over on, uh, where is that? That's over on Barham. Uh, Boulevard, <clears throat> and we'd get together every so often and talk about. I would just go to his place, or he'd come over to to my apartment in Burbank, and we'd talk about projects. He wanted to do other projects, so we had a movie project we were working on together for a while, wow. and some TV commercials. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff we were trying to do at that time, and he just at that time, believe it or not, he was sort of you know. Uh, I think it's easier. It might be easier for him to get projects going now than it was then. Because he was sort of like uh, uh, still doing his albums and everything, but it, <clears throat> it wasn't the easiest thing. After UHF came out, I, I don't think it was as easy for him to get, but they wanted him to do, because UHF didn't do bad at all. It did, you know, it did good and everybody liked, you know, it was, pretty much fans thought it was great and, you know, it was one of those those underground, you know, uh, cult almost yeah. movies that, that everybody sort of grew on everybody. Everybody saw it eventually on cable and said, oh, this is funny. Um, but at the time it was, you know, he, it was harder for him to get his next movie going. And so we were trying to work on that. And then, uh, and it led to, um, that this around the time I was, I got, uh, on Rocco's modern life, just at the beginning of that starting. And so that all happened. And then he, we, so we were kind of like, by the time this album thing came up, we had been hanging out for a while. For, okay. for at least a couple of years, if not a few. And so he called me one day, um, I think it was on a Saturday morning, and he just, he had, he, he was exasperated, and he said, he's like this to me, he goes, Doug, I gotta ask you a favor, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, he said, and I said, what's the matter? And he says, oh, the record company is insisting I do this, it's part of my contract, I have to do a compilation album. And he says, and I really, really, really don't want to do that. I told him that. I don't like compilation albums. I don't want it. He said, so my idea is you do the cover. And he said, and then I won't hate it when I look at it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I go, okay. I said, yeah, of course. I said, I do anyway. He goes, you know, and they'll pay you and they'll pay you, you know, they'll, they'll make an offer. Just, you know, get what you want out of it. He said, and I have I have the final say in it. They can't decide. He said, so basically, you just show me some ideas you want to do, and he says, and, and show it to me. So I did. I had one idea I really wanted to do, so I just made a little mock-up of it, you know, quick a quick sketch, a uh, little bit bigger than you know, just just to show quickly. I did a rough, and I faxed it to him through a fax machine we had in those days, and um, and he sent uh, a thing back saying, you know, just, it just had a heart. He said, I love it. Go, you know, or something like that. I like, love it. Great. Do it. You know, something like that. So I then spent the next weekend, I think just, uh, I did, I think one day I just, one day or two, I, I, you know, I mapped it all out and just kind of did a pencil sketch. And then the next day, uh, it took me probably a day or two just looking at it many, many times over and over with watercolors and just painting it in with watercolors. And then it was, you know, sort of done. And I just went to, you know, uh, I just finished it. So it was like probably one of the, the only illustration I've ever done. 
and there was no art editor to tell me you got to change this or anything. Al already had resigned to I whatever Doug does, we're doing. That's what it is. <laughs> so they sent it in, and uh, everybody said great. And I never, you know, they paid me for it, and uh, I was able to take the original. I made a bunch of copies at the time, you know, some some high end copies uh, then that I still have. I actually have uh, a framed copy of that one in my house. Wow. Uh, uh-huh. And so I didn't, they had to keep the original, but they paid me and I can't remember, I actually can't remember what they paid me for it, um, but it wasn't a lot, but it wasn't nothing either because right. I was, I was a kid. So it was uh, sort of, you know, for just one illustration, I thought that's pretty great, but I see it all the time and people reference it all the time and people bring it up. So it's kind of a nice, um, a nice little thing to have in my <laughs> In my stuff, you know, it comes up every so often. I didn't know you did that album cover. <laughs> you know, it uh, comes up every so often, and it's that's fun. It's really nice that people still know what that is. And, you know, like I said, who, most people who do illustration, most of that stuff, you don't see it again. You know, they do it, it's in a magazine, right. and then that magazine folds and you're done. You know, it's, it's, it, but this one, for you know, this one illustration I did, for some reason, it still, <laughs> uh, still gets used, and that's great. I'm really happy with it. I was, pr- I was proud of it when I did it and I still like it when I look at it you know I still think it's uh, you know um, yeah I think I could do better now but I, but, I <laughs> but for I'm, um, I, but I'm impressed sometimes when I look at it that the use of my the watercolor on it which I which I really like so um, I think I just I, I, even I think I got better that day trying doing it because I knew it had to be you know staring at all of Weird Al's other covers and Al was just showing me and saying, yeah, because he had sent me, you know, when this happened, the company sent me a box of all his albums. So they just went, here you go. Here's the whole collection. So I got all his albums. <laughs> and then when they, I still have a, a pile of, of DVDs and cassettes of the food album that they had sent me then, you know, um, you know, just because I never gave them out, I just have them. Yeah. So they're still there. <laughs> and here's the other trivia, and this is the, the this this sucks so hard. I was so mad. Uh, right when that album came out, it was like within the month where they had all stopped. Ma- they stopped making LPs. So oh. so I just missed having an LP uh, oh. of the food album with the, with oh. the you know with a big cover. <laughs> Yeah, and I was really, I, I was, oh, I was pissed. It was one of those times when I just went. I was so excited that I was going to get an album, you know, an old album, and it just wasn't. It was, you know, like the albums I grew up with, and instead right. I got, you know, still instead we got the CD, which was fine, but you know, it's that one where I'm just like, oh, they just, they just stopped doing it, and and so it was right on the cusp of that. So I don't know if now, maybe now they've, you know, I know they do nostalgic. You know, people are into LPs again, so maybe someone will make one. Um, so if you're anybody hears this, yeah, oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I would oh. like an LP of the food album. I mean, um, I, I guess the only not just for the cover, you know. The only thing that is going to work against us on that is Al's dislike of the compilation album. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But how cool! Yeah. I I would personally love uh, a vinyl of the food album, TV album, all of them would be so great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh me yeah. too. If anything, nice. like I said, and you can also just the album, but uh, be able to see the artwork bigger, you know, and uh, and uh, and uh, it'd be fun. It'd be 
just a great one to have. But, sure, uh, I mean, the absolute. I love the the artwork too, and there's so much detail on it. I'd love to see it blown up as a as a vinyl, you know, as an LP or as a yeah. even poster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just, I was, I definitely, you know, channeling and or ripping off, uh, you know, Mad Magazine. Uh, so I was trying to do Jack Davis and Will Elder. You know, all mixed together. Yeah, so the, the, the belch the... and you know, just the, yeah. the style is just—it's so Mad Magazine iconic, and it's so great. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. I I, I love doing that. How big was the actual um, drawing when you submitted it? The drawing was like a um, uh, let's see, it was like it was on a piece of um, watercolor paper, like a thick watercolor paper, and I just drew onto that. Um, so I guess it was like ten by. 14 something like that okay cool 10 and a half by four it was kind of almost animation paper size um which was 10 which is 10 and a half by 14 and a half but I, i'm not sure i'm not sure if it was thing but i think it's pretty much the size of the one i have on my wall here i'll look at it let's see yeah it's about that Man, it's I... about it's like a 10 by a 10 by 12 i think that's what i'm looking at here i would love to know what happened to the original what they did is it oh. somewhere it was in a yeah, well, Scotty, I think it was called Scotty Records, right? Uh, yeah, Scotty Brothers over, Records, yes. Yeah, it, was, it still was in somebody's uh, house, you know, uh, in Burbank. And so I went over to the guy who was, you know, going to take it, and he said, he said, okay, and I said, I said, he, I said are you going to send that to the th- to the publishers now? And he says, well, he says, well, I'm going to have it scanned, um, which is, you know, something, a photographic scan from mm-hmm. a, at a photo place. And then he said, and uh, and I said, oh, okay. And he says, and then we'll whatever and get back to you. So it was a couple of weeks later. I realized I did. I, I think it didn't occur to me that it, I wasn't going to get the painting back at first, mm-hmm. or I forgot. And so then I called up the guy from Scotty Records at his house at the over in Burbank there, and I said, hey, um, you're not going to. Can I have it back? And they said, no, no, we got to keep that. And I said, all right. Well, can I at least borrow it and make some high high and copies for myself. Mm. So sure. So he tells me, tells me to come over and it's just in a drawer. He just had it, <laughs> he just had it in a drawer <laughs> with other, you know, uh, promotional stuff. He goes, that's where I'm key. That's where it is. It's right there. Safe and sound. <laughs> oh, man. Great. So, so I wanted to, I really wanted to some night just sneak in there, just break a window, go in there, and take <laughs> it, but, but I didn't. So uh, I had a good enough copy, and like I said, I still have my my copies. And now, if you look it up, you can get a good copy off of you can get a good digital copy of it anyway off the internet. Oh, really? It. I'll have to look into that. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, that's I, I think that's that I think that's mostly what I remember. I don't I don't, I don't know if there was anything else that happened uh, with that. It was kind of a a nice little story, you know, that just you know I kind of just was a band aid. For uh, for Al, so he didn't have to stare at a at a crappy cover or a cr- or a thing that he just didn't you know wasn't on board with. Yeah. So it was fun. It was it was good. And then we actually even toyed for a while. We did talk about um, him maybe making a suit that looked like the creature on the cover oh, um, that he would cool. have and use that and maybe have running around the stage at his uh, at his concerts. But but we never actually got. We we talked about it, but it never. We, we talked about a lot of stuff that we, that we never did. So, um, but cause we were both as, you know, we both are kind of stuck in our, you know, and I don't want to say stuck, but, uh, lot, you know, we're kind of in a career where something's going on and then you want to do something else and, and you're, and then you keep getting pulled back to your, 
you know, what you were doing, you know. Um, so we, we had we had a few, we had some fun trying to figure out things. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was always, a, always uh, just loony. You know, we just liked loony a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Al, Al and I liked, loved the Abram Zucker and Zucker, you know, the airplane movie and, and uh, Mel Brooks and, Monty Python. So we had so much to pull from. We, we just, we, we, both of us knew all those movies that, you know, from, from those, uh, those, you know, those, those guys. And, and so we were t- speaking the same language that way. So it was fun. Is there truth to the rumor that the, I mean, this might be obvious, but the, the image of the food album cover depicts the record company picking Al clean by forcing him <laughs> <laughs> is that just a, a happy accident or is was that an intention it's it's more of a happy accident because i didn't al didn't say hey attack the 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 the, uh, the record company and i wasn't thinking attack the record company i was thinking al doesn't like this album mm-hmm. so right. what could i do and i remember i think i called him at one point or it might have been on that phone call i can't remember because i was you know sometimes things just pop out of your head um, you know, in the moment, but I'm not sure if I called him later, but I said to him, um, Hey, I'm thinking about you, like your skeleton on a <laughs> silver platter with, a, with an apple in your mouth, uh, about to be eaten by a creature. And I think before I got this sentence done, he goes, I love it. <laughs> he goes, that's it. That's it. Don't change it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great! <laughs> so it was like really like a funny, you know, moment like where I just went, "I'm doing that." Goes, that's yeah, that's it. And then I, I think I might have said, I, "I'm going for a Mad Magazine type cover." And he was already a ma- massive fan of, you know, or Jack Davis had already done one of his covers, which was also daunting. I'm like, "Oh, and Jack Davis did a cover for where for for Al? Like, God, what how, what am I, what's my business? What, what business do I have doing a cover? What Jack Davis already did one, you know? So that was kind. Of, I think that would was, was it made me think really hard about what I wanted to do uh, for it. So I, that's why I'm thinking now. I must have called him at a later time and said, "Here's what I think." I'm going to do, you know, so I wanted to make a creature and do something, uh, something I hadn't seen on his other album covers, you know, something a little more surreal. And so, um, it just worked out where he, he had the power to, to run it, <laughs> to make them run it as long as it didn't have anything obscene in it, uh, it, which it didn't. So it was easy to just say, here, this is it, you know? Um, but yeah, geez. <laughs> Does this creature have an, a, a name or a species, or is it just like a grotesque alien? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, he, I originally I don't even know if he if it's even an alien. I I, I know it's got he's got stalks and the ears are on the stalks. Right. Um, I just saw. I kind of was thinking. I think I was thinking of uh, the Muppets. I think I was kind of thinking of of the monsters from the Muppets. You know, the the the, the fuzzy kind of horned creatures that walk around. Mm-hmm. I think, I think mm-hmm. that was probably what was in my head and I just wanted to make something that I hadn't seen before. So I, I tried to, uh, I drew a few heads of the, <laughs> the creature with that. It had to be a creature with a big mouth. And then I thought, what if the ears were, because I, I couldn't figure out where to put the ears and not make it look like a guy. Um, you know, and I didn't want to make him fuzzy. I wanted him to look like a skin. So it, I just, I don't know. It just led to stalks. <laughs> ears on stalks. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to, Put the ears on the stalks. That's right. 
great words to live by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, one of those silly ideas that just looked right. You know, just looked funny and looked funny. That's that's the main point. Can you tell us anything about the the um the film you were writing with Al or any of those projects that never came to fruition? I guess. I mean, they're not really they're not really uh, anything. I, I could tell you for the most part. I mean, I can't get into you know. Obviously, we don't have time to go in. To massive detail here, but uh, the, the the thing I wanted to do was um, Al wanted to not be Al in the mo- next movie he made. He mm. says, "I don't want my hair, I don't want my, my my mustache," and so I said, "Oh, so like when you did the uh, the I Love Lucy thing?" And he says, "Yeah." He says, "Yeah, I, I don't want it." He says, "Where no one, you know, he was playing Ricky, and you almost couldn't tell it was him because mm-hmm. he, his hair was slicked right. back and he had he, no facial hair, so and no glasses." And so I he says, "Yeah, I want to be this other guy." So. Um, I had a story I was working on, so I brought it, and we started talking about it, and we really liked it. It was kind of a spoof of, of Citizen Kane, is what we were going <laughs> to okay. um, uh, which was about a guy. It was sort of like Citizen Kane if the main character was also the spokesperson. Was, was the, the main character, instead of being a um, uh, you know, business tycoon, uh, this was a character that built up a company based on the world's worst-tasting soft drink. <laughs> that is that 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 the pitchman, who's the guy who runs the company, is such a good salesman that everyone drinks it, but everyone hates it. <laughs> so so that, that's what it was about. And he played the spokesperson. He was going to play the spokesperson, which was going to have animated. We were going to have animated commercials, but then there was going to be commercials where he was in a suit, uh, playing this this character. And so it was going to be a, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those. Uh, epics you know it's uh, ridiculous just a ridiculous epic uh kind of a kind of a movie of a guy who starts off at the bottom and, and works his way up to becoming you know uh you know the head of this big corporation and and huge and you know and then go down a downward spiral in a howard hughes kind of way right. so it kind of would have been uh kind of would have been a hoot we were we were having fun uh i was having fun drawing it i you know i still have things from it i still have uh, artwork from it and I tried, we tried to sell it uh, for a while. We were out there uh, going to pitch meetings for a couple of years, I think. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it would have been great. It's still a good idea for a movie. So I love it. I, I hope we see <laughs> yeah. it someday. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's always possible. You know, I'm still working on things, so it's always possible that. That could reemerge at some point. I think you've covered all my questions on the food album. Oh but, uh... yeah, there's only so much. It was such a <laughs> short little piece of me and Al working together that that it was. You know, I kind of did it mostly alone. So it was, you know, uh, one of those quick little things that you do. Um, that's like a blip, and you forget all about it, and then all of a sudden people start asking you about it. Yeah, <laughs> like oh yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, and I think it's and that's it, kind of news. I'm glad that you mentioned that you uh, you really you sound like you really got very little input from Al on, on this track. He basically said, "Go for it," and you did your own thing, which is amazing. Yeah, well, he is always we we you know he he we liked each other's work, and and so we were just sort of um, he understood, and we and it's not like we didn't he didn't talk about what it was uh, that I was going to do, but once he saw me putting it together, he saw that I was that I was actually thinking about it really hard and taking my time. I wasn't just throwing something together fast and, and, and chucking it out there. You know, I wanted to make something cool. I wanted to make something I'd be proud of because I knew it would be an album cover. So it was sort of like, Ooh, I got to make something I like 
I like looking at, you know, too. So at the time, that was the height of my skills. <laughs> so <laughs> the best I could do then was that. And, and, uh, and I was, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, it's, 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 it, while I did do it alone, um, you know, like I said, it wouldn't have been happening at all if, if, if Al wasn't um, gracious in, in passing that, that gig along to me. Sure, and and I and I know he, he really can respect uh, the artist because he's done several things like that. Uh, more recently, with his animated uh, music videos that he's yeah, done, he exactly. basically gives him like an an idea, and, and he says, "It's you know, you're the artist, you go for it." And, and he might give him a few tips here and there, but but uh, that's yeah, he really he's respects. Been like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he likes the person and gets gets their style of humor, he trusts them, and that's 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 why uh, it's fun to work with him. And just one more question about the food album. Sure. Uh, unrelated to what you've done, and what is your favorite song on the food album? My favorite song? Jeez. Well, I I guess it's it would have to be Eat It just because it was um, that really spoke to me as a kid. That was like the one I remember yeah. really hitting me a certain way. Yeah, because parents are always telling you to eat when you don't want to. And, you know, and that's uh, part of that. That always felt like uh, a kid anthem to me, you know? <laughs> you, know? you eat it, you know, that's what I say. Eat it, you eat it. Uh, but we, but, and, and of course, we all grew up with, at that time, Michael Jackson was, was, you know, just this magical being from space that came down to entertain us. Uh, and, uh, and he was, he, he came along with that. So that was like one of the first things I remember going, wow, that's, you know, I'd seen that the Michael's video, uh, Jackson's video, so many times by the time I saw Eat It, that you know you couldn't you couldn't not laugh out loud at that you know right away because you know no one had really been imitating it and making it look exactly like the video that you saw before. So right. that was that was such a nice little revelation, you know, uh, in comedy and and it was noticed by me right and everybody else too. But at the time, I just remember that sticking with me. Eat it. So. Yeah, you. Yeah, you and I have that connection too. Where where Eat It is uh, the what kind of helped got us into into uh, Al's music. And yeah. I think it's for people who who did not grow up in you know the mid '80s. I don't think you can explain to them just how popular Michael that Jackson was. Yeah. was. He just he just like was he was bigger than you know Elvis maybe even you know was yeah. at his time. He was just he was you know, everywhere. So try to explain that to somebody who did not grow up in that time. And they're like, I don't know. Under- no. I can't understand it. You know? No, you'd hear that. You'd hear that Michael Jackson was going to make another video and then you'd be, Oh my God, that's coming out soon. You know, everybody would be getting really excited knowing yeah. that there's going to be that. And, and then, uh, like I said, later people became excited knowing that, you know, Al was going to parody one of their favorite songs. So that was, that's, that also became part of it. So. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, you'd be outside playing and, and you and somebody would say, Michael Jackson's on MTV and everyone would stop and run inside to watch the video. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, when Thriller, when Thriller came out, I, I remember there was a big, like we all, all, they were talking about it on MTV. Like it was a, you know, like it was some, you know, Royal wedding or something, you know, it was just like at the time it just was something that dominated all of a sudden the news kind of the one, of the first times I remember that happening where the news was talking about, Michael Jackson's thriller. Right. <laughs> and, and so, and then, so we all knew and we were sitting there, we were already, the whole family was sitting there waiting for it to come on. I remember us walking back and forth going, is it on yet? Is it on? They're still talking about it. You know, it's not on yet. And then they premiere it 
and you know we watched it whatever they want they played it the rest of the day and i think we watched it the rest of the day i think we watched <laughs> it you know every time they aired it we were st- sitting there wanting to see it again you know it was just so much so much fun <laughs> i well i know we're running out of time i gotta ask a uh, spongebob yeah what, what else what else if... you guys want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> you know this show this little show called spongebob squarepants you play a little yeah, character nobody, quite literally that. <laughs> <laughs> no uh i gotta ask uh plankton of course is is arguably the best character on the show um, of course, <laughs> easily. <laughs> I've always wanted to know, and I don't know if there's a real answer to this. In the F is for friends song, Plankton yeah. sings no, and it's for no for survivors when you, and then he gets cut off. What right. is the rest of that line? <laughs> I've done that. I've done the rest of that line line live, really? and when we sang it, there was a whole group of us, and I realized as we were get, we were saying, let's sing the fun song, and we're going through it. And I realized as we were singing that we were going to keep singing beyond the, the point that I would normally, you know, where he's going to cut me off. He wasn't going to cut me off. We were just going to keep singing because we were just singing, sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> we just, and we're like, oh, and I, I realized that as we were approaching that line, oh, no, I don't have anything else to say. So, so within, I guess, two minutes sitting there answering questions uh, at Comic-Con, this is at Comic-Con, and... Um, it just all of a sudden fell into place. Oh, that rhymes. Okay, I'm saying that. And so it just came out. And, and Jill Talley, who plays, uh, you know, uh, Karen, uh, Plankton's computer wife, was sitting next to me. And she, I, 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 she didn't have anything in her mouth, but she spit out something. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure what it was but she laughed that's the i think that's she was so shocked by the end because everybody knows i get cut off there right and so at least the group knew you know and so <laughs> they were not expecting to hear the rest of the rest of the lyrics are ta-da um uh uh and is for no so i'll do it as plankton and uh <clears throat> and is for no survivors when you bury the heads in mud <laughs> <laughs> That's the rest of it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Would have never expected that. <laughs> it rhymed. It rhymed and it came out. So, and, and so I've been saying it ever, ever since. I've been so happy when, when I can uh, continue. And now when we've done it live and Tom interrupts me, I don't let him interrupt me until I finish singing. Okay. <laughs> so I'll go, when you, and he'll start to talk. And I'll like put my hand on his mic and I'll stop it. <laughs> oh, that's you know, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. What a great line. What a great thing for you to pick on. So cool. <laughs> great, great question. Love it. Thank you. Uh, and I, I, I guess I just have to say, like, uh, as I was preparing for this interview, I was thinking about, you know, you're Plankton, you were Filbert. You did the food yeah. album, like three, like very important things in my childhood. You had a hand in, so I, <laughs> I just, I, I thought that was just really interesting. Uh, that <laughs> you've been part of my life for so long, and so I thank you for uh, that. Oh, that's nice. I, I, I appreciate hearing that. It's, it's always crazy when I hear it because I still think of myself as being, you know, just a kid watching cartoons. I don't, <laughs> I don't see myself as having done things but uh but i when i hear that it just makes me think like oh well that's good i, I if if, if insp- inspiration can be passed around 
um, I'm always happy to do it if, it, if I can. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, same, I mean, I definitely, my, my favorite two characters on SpongeBob are probably Plankton and Larry the Lobster as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, yeah, he's, He's not, uh, people joke about it all the time. They're always trying to do more stuff with Larry, and I'm always trying to do less stuff with Larry. <laughs> just because he's not necessarily my favorite character because he's, oh, okay. because he's just, but, uh, but, uh, but not in a way where I, I hate him or anything, just in a way where uh, he's a jock, so I have trouble relating to him sometimes. Like, I don't know where that's coming from. I was always on the, the receiving end of the jocks, not. <laughs> a right, jock you know right. so it was it was it was uh so he's always a character i wish someone else you know uh they, but at the time it was it was um they just needed somebody to play it that for the first time he appeared and we hadn't stunt casted and there wasn't anybody available so i just took the part and um, <laughs> i just didn't think it was going to turn into anything else you know we've got <laughs> we, we there's so many characters that you run across that you think well you know probably won't do that one again but we've done you know, we've done Larry since then many times. So, um, so I like him. Uh, his longevity has made me like him. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. Okay. You know, and right. And kind of he's a big guy. What's that? Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I just oh. said, he's a big guy. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. He's block lying. Anyway. <laughs> no, <I was> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> this is all good. <laughs> I was going to say, Plankton kind of started off, at, from what I understand, as kind of a one-off character as well, correct? And you yeah, kind of evolved, I think that, yeah. yeah, in fact, the plan was uh, with Steve uh, and me and Derek Dryman in the room there, this is a character he that Steve had put in his Bible for the show, who looked who looked a lot different then. Um, but it was always the same kind of the thing going with that character, and he wanted me to... I know that from the beginning, um, I had auditioned for SpongeBob the pilot. Uh, Steve and I were already good buddies from Rocco, and he wanted me to come in. and And he wasn't sure who I was going to play. I think he thought I was going to play Squidward. Mm. I think he, I think he went in saying, okay. "I think Squidward, you're going to be good for Squidward." And I went, "Okay." And I came in, but I came in with the plankton voice as a joke. I said, "I said this. I said I want to play SpongeBob." And I started. He said, "I'm ready, Gary." I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I started doing the, the whole thing, and everyone's, you know, laughing, and, and, and uh, Steve goes, yeah, he goes, that would be so great and avant-garde if we did that, if I took that main character and made it that voice. Like, we actually <laughs> stood there contemplating it for a second, but he knew, and we all knew that it was not going to be the main character of the show, talking like that. But he said, but you'll be, pl he said, but you know what? He goes, that's, to me, that's Plankton. What you're doing is Plankton. And I auditioned for, for Squidward, and I didn't get it. So he goes, yeah, you'll be Plankton. I said, oh, right, when the series goes? Right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, when the series, when it goes to series, right, I'll be Plankton. Great, that'll be fine. So, so you know, and then, of course, it went, and then and then uh, it came in, and, I, and Steve's like, okay, so you're Plankton. And I said, great, I'll do that, and I'll start writing stories for him. And, uh you know, uh, being, it was the first, I guess, writer. I was a storyboard guy, but Steve wanted me to, like, have, he wanted me to be the liaison between the storyboard artist and the writing group. 
because I'm somebody who knew how to draw and, mm. and, and knew how to make yeah. films. So he was, he, he was kind of thinking of me that way. It's just that once I got into writing, it became uh, so, so much that I, st- I didn't uh, go back and, uh, and board uh, for the show. But I did have to audition like three or four times for Plankton because the network had decided around the time the Plankton show was going to come out that uh, just before we recorded that they wanted to do a stunt casting. You know, they wanted to get some celebrity to play mm. it since it was only going to be a character that was going to be on maybe once a season, which is what we were thinking originally. Okay. And yeah, uh, maybe twice, maybe, but this, you know, how long can you do this? You know, that's basically what we're saying. You can't have him going after the, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> the road runner, you know, we can't have him the road runner. And I was like, yeah, I guess not. You're right. So what happened was, is I went through this big, long process where I had to keep uh, going up in front of network brass, and doing the voice I had to do some recordings as him I was actually writing the sides for myself and then I go down to the recording studio and record it and then you know uh, and then send it off to New York um, from Burbank so it was it was sort of like this waiting game to get them so finally everybody from New York came over to see this pitch over at uh, Nickelodeon and it was the first Plankton show called Plankton, you know, exclamation point. And, <laughs> and I stood there while they did, while they pitched it, which is a weird thing to do this. I've never seen anybody else do it this way. It was just this one time. They're pitching the show, and every time Plankton talked, I would talk. <laughs> so, so they're pitching the whole rest of the thing, you know, with gestures and their things and, you know, explaining all this stuff and pointing to the drawings, you know, like you do in a pitch. But then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm just this, this person on the sidelines, like, you know, just total weirdo, <laughs> standing there going, yeah, it's my birthday, you know. And, and, and so the good thing was is that everybody laughed every time I talked. And so when the meeting was over, we all looked at the guys and we said, he's Plankton, you know. So, so that was the end of that. So I didn't have to worry about it from that point on. But because it was it's such a process to, for me to get that part, and I happened to be, you know, <laughs> also writing the show. Mm-hmm. It became a thing of me me pushing to Steve uh, Hillenberg that, you know, we got to have more plankton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, this character's amazing. <laughs> Did you hear the laughter? Oh my God, we got to do this character every chance we get. You know, it was it was like a me chasing him down. And so we, what happened eventually was he goes, well, see if you could write up some other stories, and we'll see. So then I sat down and wrote like 10 stories for him in a row that were all, uh, you know, just, you know, just basic like long paragraphs saying you could do this with him. You could do this with him. Here's how versatile this character could be. And um, having a computer wife, I said, that gives him depth. You know, I had this whole (laughs) argument for why we have to keep doing him. And it, it was sort of like, all right, well, maybe we'll do a couple a season. And then, you know, luckily the fans liked him enough um, and we even liked him enough to keep using him. And now he's like, to me, he's like one of the, you know, ensemble. He's just, totally. he's just sometimes he's not even a villain in some of the shows. He's just part of the gang. So I, 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 uh, I'm very proud of that character probably more than anything I've done. It's, I know it's the thing I'm known for the most, but it's definitely one of the things I'm most proud of because it wasn't easy to, it was it, it, once we got it in and it locked in, then it was it was easy. But since then, it's been uh, just an amazing th- thing and privilege to play this guy, and to and and to write him right. and play him is is, yeah. is even the the thing that I, you know, 
kind of can't wait to do. You know, sometimes what's he going to do? You know, what am I going to do with him this week? You know, that kind of thing. And uh, so to play him is just the, you know, that's so fun. That's 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 nothing. Even when it's hard, that's fun. <laughs> so um, even when it's hard getting you know all the timing right and or uh, ADRing a show and getting it to sync perfectly like I was doing two days ago. Um, even that stuff is so much, it's so much fun because you're getting to pretend you're this, you know, this guy, this, this nut, <laughs> like a little minuscule jerk who's trying to ruin everything. Um, he just becomes, uh, it's become a fun, it's become something that, you know, if you can imagine, it's something you think, oh, I'll do this and it'll be on for a year or two and then it'll be over with. The fact that this kept going and I'm still playing him, you know, 20 years later is really weird and and really, you know, great, of course, career-wise. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but it just it's not something I thought I'd be doing uh, that for that long. I think it almost kind of comes back to the food album, you know, this kind of one-off drawing that, you know, maybe didn't seem as significant at the time, but now it's, you know... Uh, over 20 years later, people are still seeing it and still enjoying it. And it, you know, it's kind of, you know, that's like plankton. It's like you, you, you wouldn't have expected that in it, but it's become this, like, it's such a important thing in pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I, like you said, it's, it's kind of, um, <clears throat> I don't even know if it's humbling. It's just sort of, um, uh, it feels weird because I, cause I, cause I know I did it, but to hear people talk about it is always, it's, but I gotta say, it's great. It's a joy to hear people like it. So anything I do that people like, I'm always just not necessarily shocked, but <laughs> but I'm <laughs> but I'm happy that 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 that, that it hit somebody the right way because because I can relate to that uh, from all the stuff I love to watch, you know, and see. So. As a uh, as a final question, I, I would love to know: sure. Do you have a favorite SpongeBob episode, and do you have a favorite Rocco's Modern Life episode? Ooh, that's good. Oh yeah, and I should tell you, uh, coming up, I guess it's going to be this summer, the Rocco's Modern Life movie, which I co-wrote with my old cohorts. I um, cannot wait for that. By the it's way, it's coming out. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna dig it. It's really really good. We're really we're all really happy with it, and it took a while to get it out there finally, but it's you know uh it's coming and it's really funny so uh yeah definitely look for that um and uh and enjoy i i i, I enjoyed watching it um myself and the fatheads are back in it so oh, I'm glad to see them <laughs> glad to see them for a second too we got to got to do some layouts and uh uh drawings uh for that show which i haven't really done a show a drawings for a show in a while so that was that was uh, a new thing too but yeah be on the lookout for that and you have the <laughs> there's a live action spongebob this summer as well Yes. Yeah. I just finished, uh, doing that. Um, I wrote that and I, I'm one of the, um, I'm in it, um, where you're going to see us, you're going to see everybody, you know, uh, uh, on camera, uh, in all, <laughs> in all our, uh, live action glory, we're all going to be there. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's a nice little, uh, uh, something weird. We wanted to do something weird for the sponge for the, the birthday special. We said, we got to do something, it can't just be sentimental. It's got to be weird and funny and crazy. And, and, and so we, we got some things in here. I think it'll kind of knock people's socks off. There's some wild, wow. wild, <laughs> wild scenes in this that are reminiscent of all the things, like we said, that we've grown up that, that we like, you know, like Monty Python and Mel Brooks and those guys. It's, it's kind of coming from that space. Oh, I'm and, so excited. Uh, 
mixed with yeah mixed it's just so fun and there's so many nice nice little you're gonna you know, spot a lot of cameos there's a lot of uh guest stars in it and that kind of stuff but it's just it's just fun and we, we it took a while it was hard to make it was not an easy thing for animators to go and get in front of the cameras and 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 you have to do something live action as, as extensive as that was you know um the stuff they do on the movies they usually have other live action directors and people in there you know um making it there's you know, a lot going on with a movie uh but we had a small production company with the director and the, the group that put that uh, the stuff together for the you know for this birthday uh blowout show and it's uh it was worth it it was worth all the really really cold mornings in castaic and uh <laughs> and the blowing winds over in san pedro where we shot on the beach um it was super cold and we had to get up way too early for humans and it was just it, but it was great and we had fun and eventually it was, it's all worth it because i think people are gonna you know i think this might be one of the most famous things we do just because we get to be on camera yeah. you know uh, for the first time and writing it was really fun it was like super super cool but anyway so that's not my favorite one i, I keep going off the rails here talking <laughs> to you guys but um my favorite show is the one i just did for spongebob called my leg which was a, a show about just, <laughs> just about fred and um <laughs> are you the my leg guy yeah oh, oh okay oh, that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's my favorite show that was i all, all the whole goal was how many times can we say my leg <laughs> that's how the whole show started was how many times can i say my leg in an episode and <laughs> it just grew into a show about Fred falling in love, which. Oh which, my <laughs> God. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah. I got, yeah. <laughs> it's out there. If it, yeah, I mean, if you look on Amazon, it's there already in the, uh, uh, wow. it's already on. Oh, but, good. Uh, so check that one out specifically. Um, <laughs> I don't think you'll be disappointed. So that's, <laughs> that's a really good one. Uh, there's many good ones. We've made so many great, great ones since, uh, I mean, there's always been great ones on the show, but we, there's a new regime that's been there since season 10. And I think we've been making, um, the most comedy centric uh, yeah. centric of shows. We were getting very into the jokes and very into how can we top things uh, and how can we surprise you. And so my leg's a good surprise. So check that one out. <laughs> and then I guess Rocco, I have so many great things about all those shows. I love to heck him back because yeah. um, that was just a story. You did, I didn't think Nickelodeon was going to let us do. And then they did. <laughs> I said, yeah, Heifer's going to choke to death almost. <laughs> and, and he's going to, in his head, go to hell. And then, you know, Rocco's going to be stuck in his stomach. And I, and I was wondering, they're going to come back and say, oh, no, didn't, we can't do that. Didn't they end up banning uh, that or something? But that? Didn't they end up banning it? or Later. They, yes, okay. later on. It was one of the ones that was banned. Yeah, that and, yeah, that and uh, I think. I can't remember the other one, but it's the one where Mrs. Bighead seduces Rocco is like a graduate <laughs> joke, uh, a kickoff on the graduate. Right, and that was the other one. They took that one away. Uh, that was called Leapfrogs, okay. uh, originally called Horny Toads. But we, <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of stuff that I wouldn't even attempt to put through the machine now. But back then, it was we didn't know. You know, we just trying stuff, and they'd always go, uh, no, guys, yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> There's lots. I have tons of stories about uh, BSMP, but uh, <laughs> but I digress. Um, there, so yeah, I think that to hack and back was one of my favorites, and and so was that Leapfrogs one. Um, I don't know. I 
there's a, the first one I did can the one where uh, Rocco's trying to get a job that's probably really close to you know uh, close to me or close to my heart because it's a uh, the first show I ever that's the first television direct directing I ever mm, did okay that's the first time I was a director and so that is always going to be the special one uh, to me but I had so much fun making that show. You know, that was my first, that was comedy college for me, that show. So yes. that was, that was, that's, that's where I learned how to do everything. And luckily Joe Murray let me do everything. Um, <laughs> let me get away with doing voices and everything else. <laughs> uh, it was uh, just, yeah, just a great time. And, 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 and at the right time, things, sparks were flying at that time in animation. So there was, there was plenty to do, you know, it was, it was good. It is now too, but it was really new then, you know, mm -hmm. sort of like it hadn't been, hadn't been, uh, animation hadn't come back to television in a big way yet. And this was sort of it. Nickelodeon started that. So that was a, yeah, it was nice to be part of it when, you know, accidentally really, you know, but, but, um, you know, I came out here wanting animation and I, I guess I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So, uh, but other than that, it's been, you know, like I said, to be able to continue to make stuff that I like is really hard because there's so many things I've been on that I don't connect with. And then it becomes harder for me to be, mm -hmm. you know, to do my best work, you know, in, so I, 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 I just lucked out that the show where I did my best work, some of my best work is still on the air. So it's, it's really <laughs> still don't get it, but, uh, I'm very, very grateful for it. <laughs> What an amazing interview, uh, Mr. Lawrence! Thank you so, so, so much uh, for oh, joining us today. Oh, this is nothing today. but fun, guys. I, 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 thinking about this stuff is fun because I don't get a chance to. I'm so busy. I usually don't get a chance to think about these things. So it's it's great to go down memory lane with you. I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like there's so much more we could talk to you about about sure, working yeah. on Mighty Magic Swords, about uh, everything you, you know else you've done, and and we also need want to know if there's any other projects with Weird Al coming up? Maybe another album cover? Oh, with me? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, we, we talk every so often. I'll say hello and we, we say it. But we have, he's, he's had kids since then and, and uh, we've all had uh, other things going on. So we haven't tried to do anything. We did, we, we, when we see each other, we always talk about it. We always say, hey, maybe we'll do something. You know? and, um, but I think that initial time, when we were ready to do something back then was sort of like, it just happens. You get ripe times to do things. And sometimes it just, you know, uh, because of the way Hollywood is, you know, there's so many projects you want to do, but you know, you only get to do it really a couple of them usually, you know, so yeah. it's just me and him wasn't meant to be then, you know? Um, and so maybe you never know. Um, I, like I said, if I can get any of my projects off the ground, I always, I'm, I know Al wants to work on stuff with friends, and I know that if I asked him to come work on something or do songs or music, I know he would that he would be there. So he's he's a uh, you know he, he know we, we just know that if we need each other, we're there. <laughs> and and uh, so maybe I'll have the right project someday to work with him. That'd be wonderful. And maybe maybe can we get Al on SpongeBob? Maybe he can be related to Plankton <laughs> or something. I think that would be. Cool. Yeah, I think he. I I don't know if he was. I get the feeling he was, but like uh, like years ago. But I don't think so. But maybe that's that. Probably not. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I should not look into that. that. That's a that's a good idea. 
always like to hear new ideas. <laughs> Thanks again to Mr. Lawrence. What an awesome interview. So much good Weird Al info, SpongeBob info, Rocco's Modern Life info, just like all my favorite things in, in one interview. What did you think about that proposed movie that him and Weird Al were doing? I can't believe he told us that. <laughs> I've never heard that before. And so it, it's such a great plot. I really hope that they make it one day. Yeah, I think we need to make this a mission of Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast to find somebody to do that movie. <laughs> well, I bet our listeners would support it. And speaking of our listeners, I want to thank them again for listening every week, tuning into our, our episodes, checking out our Centimeter episodes where Dave reviews these shows he saw in Florida. And the Centimeter episodes are going to keep on coming. We're going to record new ones as we see more shows. We're going to start seeing shows together. I'm going to see some on my own. Maybe we'll even get some fan reviews submitted. Yeah, and if you have some comments for us or some reviews of the concerts that you want on the show, you can email them to frank at 2000inch.com or you can hit us up on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at 2000inch, and you can always reach us 2000inch.com. So next week on episode 8inch, we are going to be doing something pretty cool. We are going to determine together a definitive top five songs in order on the Dare to be Stupid album. So I'm going to come in with my top five. Dave's going to come up with his top five and we are going to battle it out and come up with the definitive top five. Yeah, you do not want to miss that. We also have a great comedian on, Elliot Chang. Oh, amazing, funny guy. Check him out on YouTube. He is hilarious. He's so great. So uh, check out Elliot Chang. Get it. Get accustomed to him before the episode. And then uh, maybe if you even want to start listening to Dare to be Stupid obsessively on repeat and figure out your top five and see how it compares to what Dave and I decide. I always want to listen to Dare to be Stupid. Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is pretty much how we've chosen to spend our lives, Dave. <laughs> and that was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, Episode 7-inch. And is for no survivors when you bury their heads in mud! <laughs> <laughs>